Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Half Street Hot Seat, where we test your Nationals knowledge and your baseball knowledge. I am Nick, and tonight we have a debut special where Tyler and CK are making their debut on trivia for the right to really second place because no one else has won except Ryan. Sorry, Monty. Uh, but they are in a battle for second place in their uh, you know podcast debut, or not podcast debut, but trivia debut. So, uh, you know, a lot to fight for on the line tonight as these two go head-to-head. But Monty... Joining me again, uh, I'll start with you before we get to our contestants. Uh, how are we feeling after last week? Is it, you know, in the past, are we moving on? Are you uh, clear-minded for your uh, job tonight as rules official? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, everything's good. Um, you know, some things didn't go my way, and uh, that's the way it goes. You win some, you lose some, and... Um, you just got to go out there and, and try to compete next time out. Is that why your hat is saying, it says what, everything's good? Been good, said, never been? I've been good. Oh, I've been good? Yeah, it's my Santa hat. I've been good so that Santa brings me uh, lots of gifts and a trivia gotcha. win the next time I play. Gotcha. So it really should say I've been good except for the ninth category. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a couple of, there was a couple of categories <laughs> that, I sh- that I obviously knew but messed up um the first one was was pretty funny obviously with the benefit of hindsight where you you knew it as soon as you heard the buzzer you're like oh i'm an idiot yeah and it just happened to be the first question but yeah that's the way it falls sometimes but uh ck how we doing it's been a little bit since you've been on what's going on uh not much just the final season going on over here kicking my butt a bit but we're doing all right just waiting through this off season uh, feeling myself slowly age a thousand years away and has to do something aside from side Cesar Hernandez, but I'm keeping my expectations very low. Yeah, you sound like you are in a wind tunnel right now. I don't know if that's just me, but it, it sounded completely different from when you were first talking before we started recording. I think my microphone There changed. we go. Yeah, there. my microphone changed. I'm sorry about that. But... You're good. You're good. All right. Trust me, I when don't... you do 168 and counting episodes of these, uh, you run into stuff like that from time to time. I mean, Monty was literally screaming like two episodes ago. Just humble, it, humble brag, by the way. 
168 and counting. Oh, you know, technically there's more because we've had some lost episodes. That was before we brought you guys on. It was a big learning curve for Amanda, Ryan, and myself. But Tyler, on the spot, how are we doing tonight? You ready for tonight's matchup? You know what, man? I'm ready. Ready as I'll ever be. You know what they say, life's like an elevator. Sometimes you're going up, sometimes you're going down. Right now I'm going down because, you know, Mike Rizzo is asleep at the wheel. But, you know, we're good. We're about to go up after I get this dub tonight. You know, just uh, to get a little behind the scenes look, we, we challenged Tyler to do another saying, motivational saying, and I he did not have one prepared, but he still delivered. And that's, what, you know, all we can ask for. Sometimes you, you got to just fly by the seat of your pants, but you always got to be ready to deliver. And Tyler did that. And uh, CK should be scared. I like elevators. Stairs are my nemesis. So I'm a big fan of elevators. Cons- Me too. Consider escalators. Have you not? Never mind. I was going to bring up a movie. Escalators are dangerous. Final destination. Final destination. I, mall, mall, mall rats. What? <laughs> like little- I mean, Stan Lee's in that one. Yeah, there's a little kid on the escalator. And like Jason Lee keeps bringing it up. He's like, and that kid is back on the escalator. And then later on in the movie, these there's a trouble they're like oh a little kid got stuck on the escalator nah i used to be obsessed with escalators when i was younger my mom actually had to call mall security one time when i was three years old because i'd like left the play area to go ride up and down the escalators like without her knowing so yeah when i I was a kid at the when i was a kid at the mall i used to run up the opposite escalator and race my friend and i got kicked out of the mall was this last year no comment Well, speaking I do have of the metro spe- still sometimes. Speaking of things I'm not interested in, uh, the Nats signed Cesar Hernandez. Um, that's you know the most Nats move. You know everyone's begging for a move, begging for a move, and uh, that's the move we get. And you know we just have to like it because that's probably the, the only one we're going to get. Uh, there's what. I can do math three and a half hours, roughly until the lockout. Uh, I highly doubt the Nats make any more moves. Like Tyler said, Rizzo has seemingly been asleep at the wheel. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on, on the signing? And uh, do you think it's an indication of how the rest of the offseason will go when the lockout is over and the new CBA is signed? Tyler, I'll kick it back to you. All right, cool. Um, Honestly, it really depends on what they do the rest of the offseason, if I'm going to, you know, like the signing or not. It's one year, $4 million, You know, it's not that much money. It's a one-year commitment. But, I mean, Cesar Hernandez is, like, the definition of, like, a mid-baseball player. Like, there's nothing he does that's, like, absolutely outstanding. Like, he's just overall, like, an average at best player. So, um, you know, if they sign, you know, Chris Bryan or someone else on that magnitude, um, I can stomach that signing. But – if that signing's an indication of how the rest of the offseason is going to go, then yeah, no, it's going to be a rough season next year. CK, similar thoughts? Yeah, I was telling the boy, I was telling all these guys about it already, but Cesar Hernandez last played for the White Sox. And I asked my White Sox friends, what do you think about this? He said, uh, good luck in 2023. You guys are done. And I agree. If that's an indication of how things are going to go, then we're going to be in for a long off season and even longer season. So we can pray they change their minds. But like I said earlier, I'm keeping my expectations low and I have a feeling this is an indication of how things are going to, things are going to pan out. I, I like watching bad baseball. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I prefer to win obviously, but when we're in this situation, 
and you lower your expectations like CK just said, and there's there's something there's something fun about it. And that's one of the, the bad Nats teams, one of my favorite Nats teams of all time. I think I brought this up before, the 2009 Nats, and they were garbage. They got us Bryce Harper. Um, that's how bad they were. They won 59 games. But Adam Dunn, Josh Willingham, there was still, like, excitement. And this now we've got, you know, Josiah Gray to watch. I'm excited about that. So you got you don't really focus on the wins and losses at this point because, you know, I know we're excited about free agency, but I don't think we're going to get anybody. Um, but you start looking at, you know, just got Cesar Hernandez. What do you mean? Yeah, I, yeah. that's it. That's all <laughs> we needed. Yeah. He was the but, missing piece. He was the missing piece, but no, um, you start looking at individual players, Josiah Gray, uh, Kbert, Mr. Ruiz, Mr. Ruiz, <laughs> um, Luis Garcia, hoping Carter Keyboom and Victor Robles can come back. You're starting to kind of look at, you know, you can go watch a game and kind of, it's a lot more chill when you don't care about the result. And that can be kind of relaxing uh, as opposed to the high intensity of a competition. Now, obviously we'd all agree that we'd want to have a winning baseball team, have a good baseball team. I'm not arguing that having a bad baseball team is better, but this is the reality of the situation. So you might as well embrace it. And then that way you don't have to go to therapy for, um, you know, caring too much about sports and then losing, <laughs> you know, 110 games and going crazy. Yeah. Uh, like we talked about after the trade deadline, just that pressure, pressure-free baseball aspect of it was kind of nice, but uh, I think we can all agree it's not something we would want to necessarily see for an extended period of time. I mean, the thought of pressure-free baseball is nice until you realize it's pressure-free because you have nothing to play for. <laughs> and if you have nothing to play for, that's just miserable. So um, I can do it for a season, but let's at least do something to accelerate the rebuild as opposed to, you know, a five to seven year process like it normally takes. So I I want them to do something, but I understand it's not going to be like they're going to kick the tires or whatever the hell they say on every big name free agent. They're going to kind of be more um, selective with who they go after and what contracts to give out and whatnot. But we just recorded half street high heat two days ago, and we still have a laundry list of players and moves that happened over the past two days not completely unexpected with like i said the lockout starting tonight at midnight but still a laundry list nevertheless uh i'll just do them in chunks and we can kind of react we'll obviously talk about the big one and the one that really really pissed me off not because of the signing but this is someone i wanted the nats to go after and when the contract details came out, there was literally no reason in my mind why they shouldn't have gone after him. Marcus Stroman signed with the Cubs. It was three years, 71 million, and there's opt-outs after both years. Or wait, no, was it opt-outs or uh he could opt in or like uh player options? Did I read that wrong? Um, let me go back to the contract. I didn't see any kind of like opt-out or I thought they said I thought because pass and tweeted, I thought he said mentioned something for 2024 and 2025. So I thought there were player options, but it's at least three or 71 million. I know that. Oh, I see. Okay. So actually there's an opt out after the second year. Okay. And, um, it says Stroman can essentially make Justin Berlander money two years, 50 million in the first two years of the deal. Voice crack. And then opt out after the second and then hit free agency at 32 years old. And then escalators at 2 million if he hits 160 innings. And then he would get 25 million in all three seasons. So it's just a three year deal with an opt out, basically. Right. Which I'm assuming he performs like he did this past year. He will probably opt out for at least for a longer deal, even if the AAV doesn't match what this current deal is. But 
effectively two years, 50 million. There's no reason that shouldn't have been on that. Yeah. Especially without a qualifying offer attached. The Cubs were arguably in a worse position than the Nats are because they don't have a generational talent like Soda that could possibly attract, you know, other hitters like, you know, maybe the bigger market of Chicago, uh, you know, was enough to, you know, swing not that the Nats were ever in on Stroman, but enough to swing a free agent from DC to Chicago, but still they needed to be in on it. And we never heard anything to that matter. And while we're talking about the Cubs, they also signed Clint Frazier, who is another like just low risk, high reward signing. Uh, I wanted the Nats to be in on, and they signed uh, Jan Gomes, which not that we needed a catcher, but at least the Cubs are active. Yeah. 1.5 million for Frazier, I believe, which it's nothing. Absolutely nothing. Like, Give me Frazier over Andrew Stevenson. Nothing against Andrew Stevenson. He's a fine fourth, fifth outfielder. But if you're paying Andrew Stevenson, what it ended up being like 800000 like double that, and you get Clint Frazier, who's at least more has more upside than Andrew Stevenson. It just, I, I, I just don't understand what we're doing. Like I said, I understand if we're not going to go after every single big name free agent, but they're the few moves we've seen just make no sense to me. Well, you'd think we would have been in on Wade Miley when he was put up right. for waivers. And now yep. we've got an interesting situation. Matthew Boyd was non-tendered by the Tigers and we should absolutely be in on him, but I would not, I don't, I don't think we will be. I think he'll end up somewhere else, but it's impossible to tell there. There's no, again, there, there hasn't been direction. many moves, but like, yeah, there's no established direction, which is something <laughs> that's been a problem of, Mike Rizzo and the Nationals for years, even before the the trade deadline sale, like the the franchise for a long time had no clear direction where they were going. Obviously, they were trying to compete, but you know, think back to the 2018 deadline. They literally could not decide what to do. They couldn't decide, and the waiver deadline that was the last year it existed. But they literally decided to sort of kind of sell at the waiver deadline after the actual trade deadline has passed. So it's like not entirely surprising that they you know, are still having the same kind of organizational philosophical problems as far as like what direction to take. But when you're clearly rebuilding, you've admitted you're rebuilding, especially after the fire sale, there, there's a clear path to being competitive. Again, you get building blocks when they become available, young guys that you can lock up for a long time and you get one year deals that you can flip at the deadline. And right now we're not doing either of that. I mean, maybe Cesar Hernandez, but that's not going to net you anything substantial like a Kyle Schorber, like last year would have been, you know, the type of profile, but I'll stop uh, rambling. Uh, Tyler, what were your thoughts on the Marcus Stroman deal on the Cubs moves in general? Cause that's kind of the biggest comp to the Nats positionally right now. Cause they both had a, a fire sale at the deadline. Yeah. I mean, you know, I did not expect Marcus Stroman to only get three years. Um, I thought he was going to get at least a five-year deal, you know, maybe not over a hundred million, but um, I like that deal a lot for the Cubs actually. Um, the only thing that they're going to have to be worried about is their infield because Marcus Stroman is a ground ball pitcher. Um, and I don't think their infield is that great defensively, especially after, you know, the departure of Javi Baez and whatnot. But um, I think that's a decent deal for the Cubs. And, you know, they could actually flip him next year if they wanted to and probably get a couple decent prospects, um, you know, because if – Another reason like the should have been in on it. Exactly. Like that type of deal would be – perfect for the Nats because they can fit um, 25 million a year into their payroll right now. You're not committed to Stroman long-term. I mean, they should have been all over that. Yeah. CK, your thoughts? 
I pretty much echo Tyler's sentiment. So type of dude we should have been known because Sherman's a good was a good free agent candidate for someone who had a lot of potential because of the year they had last year. Someone you could get for a decent amount for that wasn't crazy. That's what happened with the Cubs and just the Cubs moves in general are kind of like giving at least like their fans, you know, some like direction. It's giving them some confidence that the team like has a plan of what they're doing. And I kind of envy it a little because here in DC, we have no idea what's going on. So like the Stroman deal is a good move for them because of someone they can flip or if he pans out, he doesn't have to opt out and he can stay with them for a third year while they continue the rebuild and maybe finish it by that time. So it's a bit frustrating as an ads fan, but it's a good deal for them. Absolutely. And they probably still have money to spend, I would imagine. Uh, so who knows, maybe you see an Anthony Rizzo reunion or they still have Wilson Contreras, so maybe they pivot and flip him. I don't know. The Cubs have options because they're actually making moves. Funny how that happens. They are going to flip Wilson Contreras because they just signed Jan Gomes. I didn't even make that connection. I just Because Jan Gomes is obviously older, so I just view him as a platoon guy, but obviously. Yeah, yeah brain's not working there. Too many moves. Uh, some other moves, pitching related. The Red Sox signed both Rich Hill and James Paxton. Um, you know, not that either of them necessarily moved the needle all that much by themselves. But again, they're loading up on pitching. Ryan's been saying it all offseason. Pitching is expensive. The middle, low to middle tier starting pitching market got started before anything else, really. And the Nats still haven't made a move. And they, in my mind, at least need a couple starters. So that's, you know more names off the board that won't be available for the NASA sign once the lockout ends uh, a couple other pitchers, Raziel Iglesias back to the angels. Uh, he got paid was a four years, 56 million, something like that. So solid deal for him. Angels might've overpaid, but uh, he was the best closer on the market. So that, that's probably a good move for them. What are your guys thoughts? Anything? Monty, that's your team. The angels. That's your team. What, what are you? They were my team in franchise, you know? I know. Well, that's I, what I'm saying. No, they didn't follow my plan. They needed to get Scherzer. Uh, are they, they doomed? Frazier. Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay. No, they, I think I like the moves they've made. Um, Cinder, I mean, Cinder, I'm talking about Iglesias in general. Yeah, uh, I did or bring him back on my... I, mean. I actually did bring him back on my franchise. So they so are sort of... They are sort of following. Maybe they just got outbid on the Scherzer thing. Um, <laughs> which everyone which did. Every, yeah. Even the so, Mets got outbid by the Mets. So, so, but yeah, no, I'll have a new bandwagon team in 2022. So, you know, I'll be moving on um, to green pastures. I, I don't know. I don't know if I go back to Tigers because we already did that in 20, I guess, 2020, the shortened season. Um, yeah. Monty was so, on it. Yep. I'll have to. <laughs> Nats can be your bandwagon team. <laughs> <laughs> that won't help me. That won't help me uh, make use of my MLB TV uh, subscription. That is true. <laughs> Although I've been sharing that with Ryan. So, you know, it's getting use. A <laughs> um, couple other pitchers. Uh, speaking of someone formerly of the Angels, uh, twin signed Dylan Bundy. Another move the Nash should have been in on. One year, four million. Like, I was absolutely. actually expecting us to be in on Bundy. I'm surprised we didn't make a move for him. He was like, he fit the Nats mode like right. exactly. That's actually frustrating. Yeah, I would expect us to be in like any like low tier like one year starting pitcher like that. Anyone with but, pulse. <laughs> Bundy's not 35. Yeah. that's we That's, like we yeah. like getting our we, our fourth our fourth pitchers are always like like Edwin Jackson, uh, John we, Lester, D- John Lester, Dan Heron, Doug Fister. Although uh, Doug I mean, Fister was a little bit younger, but we signed Jeremy Guthrie to be that. Uh, who's the other? Jeremy Hellickson. Jeremy Hellickson. Uh, we like. Yeah, they certainly have a type. 
is what we're getting at. Um, former net Mark Blanson signed with the Diamondbacks. Like what the hell? The Diamondbacks. Are we need moves. the energy. Uh, Luis Garcia, not that Luis Garcia, not our Luis Garcia, but reliever Luis Garcia signed with the Padres. Like they're starting to get a little bit. I forget. There's literally three guys named Luis Garcia. Yeah. I was just thinking that today. So there's a ton of Luis Garcia's, but if you're, if your name is Trey Turner and no matter what the variation of Trey is, you're an athlete. There's Trey Turner Dodgers. There's Trey Turner who was in our farm system. I don't know. I think he got released. There's Trey Turner, the guard for the Steelers. And then there's, there's one more Trey Turner that there's a Trey Turner, the guy coming out of Virginia tech. Yes. Yes. That's what made me think of it. And I feel like if your name's Trey Turner, you're, you're an athlete. I almost just said Trey Turner from fairly odd parents. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm leaving. Just kidding. Okay. That would be Timmy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah no, no. Good, good old trey turner from fairly maybe he's okay. timothy yeah. turner the third tyler oh god um oh yeah, mr crocker saying <laughs> trey turner sorry <laughs> i hope like people appreciate that reference i, I don't know it's fairly odd parents still so. thing yeah like spongebob is i don't know uh, now it ended a couple years ago the creator left nickelodeon so and oh. so it's not running anymore gotcha yeah, it's, count on CK to know that. Uh, Philly signed Corey Knable, so they're getting in on the pitching market as well. Uh, so you know, that's just great. Um, Tyler mentioned earlier Marlins traded for Joey Wendell, so their offseason continues to, to be moving along steadily. They're also showing interest in Trevor Story, which they've been linked to a bunch of these bigger name free agents. Uh, they're linked to, um, was it Marcus Semyon? And then uh, they're Karen uh, Schwarber and Castellanos, I believe. Yeah, well, they were. I was going to get to Castellanos. They're out now, right? Yeah. He, yeah, he wants eight years. So that's probably more than what they wanted. But they're, they're doing their due diligence. So the Marlins are clearly trying to, you know, take that next step, which is good for them. Um, and then I'm trying to get, say, the big ones for last. I think that's all. Oh, Pirates signed Roberto Perez. Nah. Um, but the last two big ones. So the Tigers continuing their offseason, Monty's team, signing Javi Baez, not Carlos Correa. And then Chris Taylor, who was linked to the Nats, going back to L.A. after L.A. lost Seager. That was my prediction, Taylor, back to the Dodgers, because I had Seager going elsewhere. So I that's like the one of two predictions I nailed this offseason. I've gotten everything else wrong. Uh, but thoughts on those two big signings, both – potential options for the Nats now off the board. I I think you guys know how I felt about Chris Taylor. I didn't even care about whether he's a good fit. I'm, you can, you can use his, your Dodgers, Chris Taylor thing now again. Yep. Not I can, retired. Yep, yep. I, yeah, I was, it'd be pretty funny looking, if he had changed his number though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his number. Um, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's from the seven, five, seven. Uh, he's a UVA grad. Yeah, yeah, he I've been a big fan of his since he walked off UC Irvine to get UVA to the College World Series in 2011. So, um, so, yeah, I I was hoping he'd come out to the Nationals, uh, come home. But, you know, it's a good fit for him in L.A. And he knows the team and they you know, he doesn't have to be he's he's, he doesn't have to be a big bat. He just can throw him out anywhere except first base and catcher and he'll he'll provide plus defense. I mean, the fact that he can play center field and shortstop really well is 
or, you know, above average is, is pretty impressive um, for somebody who bounces around and he doesn't seem to have any problem mentally doing that. So, um, and then with the, the Baez deal, I was surprised because I really thought they were going to go hard for Correa. And I just, the thing with Baez is his, his chase rate is still just so high. Like it's, it's kind of crazy that he's as good as he is with how much he swings outside of the zone because he chases like 50%. And Comer is, it's still Comerica, right? That's the tiger. It's not hitter friendly either. So it's like, you know, not that he (laughs) was great to begin with. He's fine offensively, but like you said, his his chase rate is insane. So it's like, he kind of, when he makes contact, he needs all the help he can get. Right. So that was, I mean, but good on the Tigers, though. They're like, Correa's too expensive. We need to get a guy. The The deal was relatively fine. What It was like six years, 180? I'm not sure. But, I, I mean, it's 420. In, uh, no, it might have been less uh, than that. Center field Six years, America. 140, I think. Six, six years, 140. I was like, yeah, definitely not bad. 30. Yeah, six that years, 140. And that might be why they went with Baez over Correa, especially if Correa is taking his time, because they don't want to they don't want to wait you know, until after the lockout's over and then be rushed and then have no shortstops left if they miss out on Correa. Would you guys, if you had to choose between Baez and Story, would you lean Baez? Because it seems like that's what the Tigers did. Story. 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 I would go literally, Javier Baez is a strikeout machine. It almost negates like everything he does. That he's such like a low, he's such a low contact hitter. It just feels like tough to take that over Story if he's available. I agree. And maybe Story's asking for more than six and and 140 and maybe that's what it came down to but i was just curious that that's seemingly what their pivot was uh after carlos correa because carlos correa was linked to them it wasn't just like everyone penciled him in it was he was having you know lunches with aj hinch and and, you know the reps were talking and all this stuff so it was kind of just surprising how quickly they moved on they didn't even really wait to see correa's decision so but again, you know, I'm happy with them moving. They're continuing a very solid offseason. What's to say they're not still in on Correa? I possibly, mean, and have Baez play second. That's not, yeah, that, I guess. I mean, that's, they that's probably true. are out. They probably are out. A report came out today that said Correa would be willing to move to third. In the yeah, right I situation, Baez, but yes. Yeah, but they got to play shortstop, though, unless maybe. it was with the Mets. Because Correa, Correa would be, if they move him to third, Correa is blocking Torkelson. But I'm... I thought Torkelson was playing first. Was he? Yeah, I, I thought well, then... so. Um, but anyways, like Baez, yeah, he wants to play short, but he made the move because Lindor, I would assume Baez would make the move to second if it means getting Correa. Like, yeah. I, just, I, I would assume he's smart enough to to make yeah. that concession. But I mean, I yeah, the Tigers are going to be fun. Because... They could. I, I mean, the the Miggy contract's going to be coming up soon, anyways. So it's like they have that kind of and slot. the young the young guns in the rotation with Mize, uh, Turnbull, uh, uh, Scooball, and uh, Manning. Manning had a, a terrible, you know, I thought they had start, one more but guy. They pro- oh, they I was probably thinking did. of um, who's the guy. No, just well, no, he was one, but I was, who's the guy they turned into a reliever who they got from the Mets, who was actually solid for a couple of years and then a bunch of injuries. Spencer Fulmer, Fulmer, Michael, Michael Fulmer. Fulmer, Michael Fulmer. Yeah. 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 That's uh, that's exactly. Yeah. He's a reliever now. Yeah. Is he still with them or is he somewhere? I else? think he is. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, any thoughts on, uh, 
the Chris Taylor signing from CK Tyler? Uh, wait, well, C- what CK was Chris Taylor's deal again. I don't think the did the numbers come out. I don't think they did, honestly. But uh, I think it was Ken Rosenthal said it, it was official. Yeah. So yeah, I was about to say I haven't seen coming. the numbers anywhere. But um, I didn't ex- really expect Chris Taylor to go back. I mean, cool. I guess that's pretty boring. Um, Javi Baez in Detroit. Um, very interesting signing. I definitely thought they were getting Correa. I don't think they're going to get Correa because reports came out that they won't go over three hundred million um for a single player. But it's going to be funny seeing Javi Baez try to pimp home runs in Comerica, and it's going to be like a 420-foot flyout to center field. So I'm looking forward to that. Yep. CK, thoughts on your guy uh, re-signing with uh, the Dodgers? Uh, we all know my affinity for uh, players who are uh, Virginia Beach natives and UVA. It's affinity, LMs. not affinity. You know, close enough. But we all know uh, that I love them. and UVA was- education right there. I was uh, very excited for the possibility of Chris Taylor being here, and I am very bummed out. So, oh, well, he's a good – it makes sense he stays in LA. It yeah. sounds like you've bummed him out again. He just – at the very <laughs> end of that, he's like, yeah, I was very bummed out. Now it's like he's realizing it all over again. <laughs> well, you know what can turn that frown upside down? Some good old-fashioned trivia. You guys ready? I was going to say ice cream. Let's well, ice cream it. too. I mean – Ice cream cures most. I'm I'm an ice cream in winter guy. I'm an ice cream year round. I don't discriminate. I don't know if any. any I'm an ice cream in the morning. Love ice cream. You know what's underrated in the morning? Not that I. I, Well, I definitely look like I have it. (laughs) No, Monty Jesus. No ice cream waffles. If you have leftover cake, like if you know there's cake for breakfast. Tyler's just like looking at us. So judge. Yes. So judgmental right now. I'm high had, horse. I've had I'm guilty like, sugary, really sugary breakfast, but I, I can't say I've had cake for breakfast. What about spaghetti? I've had spaghetti for breakfast. No, oh, that's that, just disgusting. Oh, that's nasty. You <laughs> lost me there. For, I eat pizza for breakfast at least twice a week. No, that's I, even more disgusting. I, I hate co- you're in college. That makes sense. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm in college college and he's judging like me. I don't well, eat I, pizza for breakfast. I can't eat like pizza before like 2 p.m. Pizza's best before 2 p.m. I'm not Tyler, a huge you, pizza Tyler, guy to begin even, with. Do you even wake up before noon? Yes. That's class. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't have class until 3.30 on Monday and Wednesday next semester, so. I don't have class ever. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because you're well, that's busy, all, awesome. Well, that, that's funny uh, because Ryan certainly took you to school last week. No, he didn't. Damn. He beat me by one. <laughs> Damn. All right, let's get Great to, to trivia. <laughs> let's get to trivia. Oh man, that was good. I you enjoyed that. You gotta let me share my screen. Uh, okay, I will let Monty share his screen, and then <laughs> uh, we will get the trivia. Uh, great radio right here. All right, Monty, you're good. All right. So, in case you guys didn't know or don't remember. Nine rounds, six rounds about the Nats, three rounds about general MLB. The seventh inning stretch is our bonus round worth two points. A little bit uh, more difficult category, but a chance to swing the game in your favor or you know make a bad loss even worse. So there will be quick math, 22 points available in total. The current record for those interested is nine points set last week by Ryan. 
the current low is two points set by both Allison and Amanda. So not a good look there. But as long as you get more than two points, you're, you're good. 31 seconds on the clock. Nine rounds, like I said. Both of you, if you can, you know, not that I have any uh, concern about any uh, foul player cheating, but try to keep your hands in the screen at all times or just sit far enough back that I know you're not looking at your phone or anything like that. Any questions? No, we're good. All right, so we have added a rule. Uh, Call it the Ryan rule. Call it the Monty rule. Whatever you want to do. We will now be doing a coin toss to decide who goes first and second. So that way, you know, nobody accuses me of writing uh, the second set of questions for a certain person or anything like that. So we will be doing a coin toss tonight. Tyler, since you were the first to uh, commit to joining the show tonight, you can call it. Let me pull it up. Oh, wait, I have the app on my phone. That's literally why I downloaded the app. Okay. So when you're ready, heads or tails? Uh, Heads. It is tails. I don't know if you can see my screen. The the number number is tails. So CK, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll defer or go second. All right. So Tyler, you'll go first. (laughs) <laughs> you will go first every round ck you will go second like i said 31 seconds on the clock are we ready i will take yes, that as a, i will take that as a yes round one as i won't say always but always to this point jersey numbers jersey numbers once again 31 seconds on the clock for tyler the <laughs> the most recent player to wear number seven for the nats was treat turner <laughs> Trey Turner, who wore it before him? Oh, shoot. Um, Who's clicking right now? I feel like I can, like, picture the face, but, like, I'm forgetting the name. Dude, it had to be an infielder, right? I am not at liberty to say. Ten seconds. Uh. Um, Three, I don't two, know. Wilmer Defoe. <laughs> CK, 15 seconds to steal. Uh, Scott Harrison. Final answer? Yeah. That is correct. Scott Harrison is the correct answer. No wow. way. What? How do you even remember that, dude? I'm, I'm kind of um, – you answered I mean, so quickly, so I, I'm, I'm not accusing you of cheating. I'm just shocked that you knew that. Dude, so like that's I. like who I was thinking of, but I was like, what is the guy's name? I, I thought of like, I don't know why it popped in my head. I thought of like one like grand slam I remember hitting against the Cubs in like 2016. And we were just talking about it. So I'm like, wait, is that it? It was a completely random, completely lucky guess. <sighs> All right. Well, CK, early one nothing lead. To take a 2 0 lead, this question is for CK. The most recent player to wear number 10 for the Nats was Jan Gomes, who wore it before him. I think you're muted. Okay. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm just trying to think of it. Ten seconds. I definitely don't know this song. I would guess Adam Lind, just because it popped in my head. Final answer. Damn it, Tyler. Fifteen seconds to you. Number ten. 
I feel like there just hasn't been a lot of number 10s in Nats history. Um, Should make it easy. Five seconds. Three, see, two, I'm completely blanking. one. I don't know. Adam Dunn. Adam LaRose. I don't know. <laughs> Some, Correct answer Adam. is <laughs> Stephen Drew. Stephen Drew. See, I, I, I thought those him. That's frustrating. I thought those were kind of I equal like, difficulty because they were both nah. random infielders. But somehow CK knew one right away. And, I'm I literally like was picturing these people in my head. they like their names are just like not registering with me right now. I mean that that's that's the early Nets, and that's also the Nets we're gonna get, you know, <laughs> for the next few years. Yep. All right, round two is future managers. Future managers. This question for Tyler. This future MLB manager was part of the 2008 Washington Nationals. Mm. So he was he was a player. Okay, lean back, now. please. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was part of the team, and now it, he's an active manager. Was it was it Alex Cora? I might be too early on that. Screw it. I'm going to go Alex Cora. Final answer. Final answer. CK. <laughs> 15 seconds to steal. Aaron Boone. Final answer. Is that final answer? Yep. That is correct. I knew I was too early. <laughs> Alex Cora played for us in what, like 2011 or something? Maybe. I knew it was Cora Boone. If Tyler got it wrong, I was going to guess the other one. God. This question, for C- this question for CK. This future MLB manager is part of the 2011 oh, Washington Nationals. <laughs> no. Alex Cora. I mean, that, that is correct. You see, now I have to believe this is rigged. <laughs> I mean, there's just no way. Oh man, <laughs> that it seems that that happens once a game. It's I, I don't I know was, how I don't I know how to. to... I, I tried like, to hide my face when you started saying <laughs> Alex Cora must have been like 2011. And I, was I, like, just, <laughs> just, I just, I just, I know. I don't know. I need, maybe I need to write better questions, but that happens once, once a game. I just, uh, you know, that's unfortunate. 3 0 lead heading into round three for CK. <laughs> this question is for Tyler. Aye, aye, aye. The 2005 Washington Nationals is the category. Oh, my God. I was in <laughs> kindergarten, dude. <laughs> Jose Guillen led the team in RBIs with 76. Who was second on the team in RBIs that year? Ryan Zimmerman. I don't know. <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> okay, 15 seconds to you. Like, dude, I'm just getting, like, I, I, right I, feel, I, I know the name of this person, but I, oh, Nick Johnson. My guess is Nick Johnson. Final answer. This is getting bad, folks. <laughs> uh, I better start pointing to the heavens asking for forgiveness. <laughs> Nick Nick Johnson was the correct answer. This question for TK. So Jose Guillen also led the team in runs scored with 81. Who was second on the team in runs scored that year? I swear to God, if this is a trick question. It's Nick Johnson again. I'm going to lose it, but I doubt it is. And I'm going to say, I don't even know if he was on this team or not. I'm going to guess Dimitri Young just for the heck of it, because I doubt. I don't know. Final answer? Yeah. Tyler, 15 seconds to you. Ryan's a Roman final answer. No effing idea. <laughs> final answer. Correct answer is Brad Wilkerson. 
Nope, wasn't getting that. Good old Brad Wilkerson. <laughs> Brad Wilkerson. All right. Hey, it's only 4 0. The, the bonus round is four points by itself. So it's still anyone's game. Still anyone's game. Category four is single season records. This question for Tyler. Two nationals are tied for first place with most hits in a single season with 184. Who are they? You have to name both. All right. Most hits in a single season. Not including uh, postseason for what it's worth. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to go with Trey Turner and uh, I don't know if I want to say Bryce Harper, Daniel Murphy, or Anthony Rendon. Screw it. I'm going to go with five seconds. Trey, I'm going to go with Trey Turner and Daniel Murphy. It's probably wrong. Final answer. CK, 15 seconds to steal. Uh, Anthony Rendon and Daniel Murphy. Is that your final answer? Yes. Correct answer is Daniel Murphy and Denard Span. Denard Span. Wow. Denard Span. Wow. I We're forgot how good he was. He had, a, he had that one really, really solid season. I can't remember what year that was. I really forgot how good he was that year. It, he it was, was 2014. He was yeah. He was awesome. D-Span. D-Span. Spanning. All right. This question for CK. Two nationals are tied for first place with most games played in a season with 162. So they played every single game. Who are they? Uh, Trey Turner and Ian Desmond. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Tyler, 15 seconds to steal. Trey Turner and um, 162, 162, who stayed healthy? Definitely not Anthony Rendon. Shit. Three, two, one. I don't know. Might surprise you. Correct answer is Trey Turner and Ryan Zimmerman. There's Back in, no it, chance. It 2007. Wow. I forgot he was healthy once. Wow. Yeah. 2007. Yep. Still 4-0. Still 4-0. This question for Tyler category is national Nationals franchise record. From, so from 2005 to present, who is the, all, the Nationals all-time leader, excuse me, leader in innings pitched? This is me? Yes. Okay. Um. I was going to say Strasburg, but I feel like that's a trick question. Hmm. Uh, is it? Wait. 10 seconds. Hmm. Screw it. I'm going to go with Strasburg. Final answer. <laughs> Tyler's on the board. I was like, okay, he's been with us for years, but like he also like does not rack up innings. Like who that else would it be? Yeah, I'm sitting there trying not to make a face when you're starting to talk yourself out of it. I'm yeah. sitting there like, <laughs> dude, I was like, no, I it's, was like, it, this yeah. is too easy. That's like, the hardest no part way. for me is yeah. like when I hear the the train of thought go either towards the answer or away from the answer. I'm just yeah, kind of no, like, I was oh, like, shit. I was definitely overthinking it. I could like feel myself overthinking it. Yeah. Well, you are on the board. So four to one, CK to make it five to one. Who is the Nationals' all-time pitching leader in appearances? Who is clicking? Uh, 
probably my roommate. Oh, okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure. Trying to keep the integrity uh, of the game. I don't really know who else could come out that much and has been in the bullpen for that long. So I'm going to guess Strasburg for this too. Final answer. Yep. Tyler, 15 seconds to steal to oh, cut, the lead, or cut the lead to two. Hmm. I'm going to go with, I don't know why this five seconds in my head. Tyler Clifford, final answer. Final answer. Tyler's on the board again. It is a four to two ball game. Ooh, I four to two. That. That's nice, Tyler. Where you go? Tyler, four Tyler two. connection, if you will. <laughs> Round six is the 2018 All Star game, which was played at Nats Park, of course. Who was the MVP for the All Star game at Nats Park? This question for Tyler. Oh, uh, Gene Segura, final answer. DK, oh, wasn't Gene Shoot, 15 he had seconds. A good game, though. I feel like I know this, but at the same time, I don't. Uh, 10 seconds. I don't know. Jesus Aguilar. Final answer. Yep. Correct answer is Alex Bregman. That's right. I was like, Gene Yo. Segura had like. Hold on, Monty. Um, a go ahead home run or something, though. He had a really good game. Yeah, but that was a yeah. back and forth game. It was eight six final with I think yeah. four different people hit home runs. Max gave up a solo shot in the first inning. Fun game. I was Shocker. There. I was there. That, that was <laughs> yeah. my bad. I was trying to write down the score and then I clicked too early. So. You're good. You're good. I didn't say anything. Don't worry. You're, it was just the question. So yeah. but that's fine. All right. This question for CK. Who was the winning pitcher for the All Star game at Nats Park? Chris Sale. Is that your final answer? Yep. Tyler, 15 seconds to you. Um, I feel like it's got to be like some random AL reliever. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking this name. Ryan Presley, final answer. Correct answer is Edwin Diaz. Because of course Edwin it was. Diaz. That was before the man who gets met. constant L's racked up to his name won the All Star yeah, game. That was before he. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. When you yes. said, yeah, when you said AL reliever, I was kind of like, I, I was trying to think. I was like, I thought, yeah, yeah, he was on. It was uh, like, Mariners. did the NL win? Oh, and then I then I remembered that you know it was on the Mariners. The NL never wins. <laughs> All right, heading into the seventh inning stretch, we have a four to two ball game. A reminder, both of these questions are worth two points each. So this is a four-point round. So, you know, we could be up by two, could be tied, could be up by six. I don't know. We'll see. Seventh inning stretch. This question for Tyler, 31 seconds on the clock. Categories half street high heat history. So see how well you know the podcast. Who was the first ever guest interview on Half Street High Heat? That that um is that Tom guy? What's his last name? What's his last name? I think he blocked me. That's why I can't remember. Um, sorry, <laughs> I just. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I don't. I've no ten clue seconds. What his last name is. Oh my god. Three, I'm completely blanking on his two, last name. Tom Seaver. One. I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> CK 15 <laughs> seconds to steal. Uh, Tyler pretty much hated me. This one is popping. Is it Tom Celio? 
Is that your final answer? Yeah. That's how I do it. Started with an S. God. I'll, I'll give that to you. It's Saleo, but uh, you said all the. You said all the. the f- oh, it's Saleo. I didn't it's, know. That. But I mean, you just mispronounced it. You said all the letters, though, and that's really what I'm looking for. So that's that is, that's brutal. Because <laughs> Tyler oh knew it was. God. That's <laughs> that's exactly also the that's was, also but... the problem with the train of thought is that you can accidentally give the answer right. <laughs> Yeah, this is why I defer. Which has happened twice now. (laughs) Except I actually gave the answer for one of them. (laughs) That's unfortunate. All right, this question for CK. I said it was coming. Half Street High Heat has had 168 official episodes. What episode did Monty formally make his debut? Uh, Wasn't it episode 100? Is that your final answer? Yeah. CK, the commanding lead. literally about to say episode 100 like not even kidding <laughs> and monty was kind enough to put in the date march 12th imagine if i pick tails imagine how different <laughs> this game could be right now like that's that's all that's in my head right now oh man the game is not over it's but eight it's t- eight two tyler you need some help <laughs> Dude, oh, I need you need you help. you I'm need to a- get all the remaining points but the categories do open up a little bit because we are moving on to general MLB. General MLB. This category is one of my favorites. Odd injuries. Odd injuries. This question for Tyler, 31 seconds on the clock. What Tigers pitcher famously had a trip to the IL, formerly DL, after an injury sustained while playing guitar here? Oh, my God. Who was it? I literally remember this. Um... CK, lean back, please, just so I can... I'm Sorry. not accusing you, just so I can you now verify. Oh, dude, who was it? How long ago was this? 10 seconds. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Animals. Five Sanchez. seconds. I don't know. Final answer. <laughs> CK's clinched the game, but for points, CK, 15 seconds it's to Rick, you. It's Rick Porcello. Say your final answer? Yes, it is. Correct Damn answer it, is was. Joel Zumaya. I yeah, that I was Porcello. That I, I wouldn't have gotten that either. Joel, I literally only remember that name because I know of the injury. I remember of the injury, but I didn't remember who it was. Yeah, I, I believe I it was like 2005, 2006, so it was a little bit ago. But well, that, that's. I mean, you always remember <laughs> an injury like that. All right, this question for CK. Points matter. Points matter. CK can set a record here. What Angels hitter famously broke his ankle in a celebration at home plate after hitting a walk-off Grand Slam? I'm going to be honest. I've never heard of this one. Wow. Uh, I don't know. Tim Salmon? (laughs) (laughs) Is that your final answer? Yeah. Tyler, 15 seconds to steal. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll go with Justin Upton. Final answer? Sure. Why not? Correct answer is Kendris Morales. Kendris Morales. It was a pretty brutal, brutal injury. Because he literally just hit a walk-off Grand Slam, and all of a sudden he jumps on the home plate, breaks his ankle. <laughs> Oof. Um, <laughs> like I'm just, just I'm, broke my ankle. If you couldn't tell, Monty made the PowerPoint tonight, so he has all these Monty subtitles all throughout the uh, the PowerPoint. I'm just reading them for the first time. All right, round eight is one hit wonders. Like I said, points do matter. 
This question for Tyler. Prior to Mookie Betts, who was the last player to win MVP for the Red Sox? Hmm. Was it was it Dustin Pedroia? Final answer. That is correct. Dustin Pedroia. 2008. Pity points. Love it. Oh, big points right there because you are not tied for lowest score in history anymore. So we'll take it, baby. <laughs> Only way is all, up. All these all these matter for rankings. If there's tiebreakers, you you want to stat pad as much as you can. CK still has a chance at the record for single game uh, points. This question for you. Prior to Christian Yelich, who was the last player to win MVP for the Brewers? Ryan Braun, final answer. CK has tied the record. Okay. Nine points. Who can tell me who came in second in the NL that year? It was 2011. Matt Kemp. It was. Yep. And because th- that became a big deal because Ryan Braun had, had tested positive for steroids at one point after winning MVP. You can't out trivia the trivia master. So I, I was just, I thought it'd be a fun thing to just bring up. But and you know, it was fun not, because I got it right. All right. Last round, category nine. <laughs> it is ironically. Second place, if Monty would do the PowerPoint. Round nine is second place. This question, because that's what you guys are playing for, so I thought that was fitting. Um, This question for Tyler. Who is second all-time in league, in MLB history, in wins? Oh, second all-time? All-time. Hmm. Uh, CK, lean back, please. Just never know where your phones are. Dude, I'm going to go with... Five seconds. I'm going to go with Greg Maddox, final answer. CK, 15 seconds to steal. Uh, Tom Seaver, final answer. Correct answer is Walter Johnson. If that was correct and I said Tom Saleo's name was Tom Seaver <laughs> earlier, I was going to absolutely lose my freaking mind. Walter Johnson. Does anyone know who number one is? I mean, I know, I'm sure Monty does. Cy Young? Was, yep. Yes, Cy Young? it yeah. is Cy Young. I almost, I almost made that an answer, but I couldn't find someone comparable. It's like, who's the leader in home runs? I mean, that's not very comparable. Well, I, I want to bring up that you said you're the trivia master. When are we going to get you on the other side? I don't know. I'm not, I mean, we'll just see. I don't know who's just, worthy enough yet. I mean, I mean, if Ryan's not worthy, who's worthy? Well, I'm not saying Ryan's not worthy, but Ryan, this Ryan's the villain of the show. Until someone takes him down, I mean, we got to just let it let it ride. But all right, final question of the match for CK to set the record. Who is second all-time in MLB history in hits? Uh, Ichiro Suzuki, final answer. That is incorrect. No record set today. Tyler, for points. Uh, I'm going to go with Tony Gwynn, final answer. Correct answer is Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb. To be fair, I feel like CK does get the record because he did it in regulation as opposed to the extra question. You can take that up with Ryan. 
I'm sure he'll yeah. have something to say about that. Do you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. En- I don't care enough to bring it up with him. <laughs> That's fine. I will. Don't worry. <laughs> Final score tonight is nine to three. Uh, Tyler, thoughts on the performance? I mean, we talked about it throughout the match. It yeah. easily could have gone a very different way. Again, with with the flip of coin, quite literally. Yeah, I mean that's you know it's going to be CoinGate from now on. I refuse <laughs> to believe that I actually lost. You know, I might be pointing to the heavens right now, but you know, we're, we're going to be back and we're going to be stronger. I mean, you did say life is like an elevator; it has its ups, it has its downs, and you were down right yeah. now. So now uh, you're did, you're down worse. I'm in the basement, so now I can <laughs> only go up. Only will go up. That's right. CK, thoughts on a pretty. Uh, yeah formidable performance on your debut for trivia uh i ain't gonna lie tyler helped me out of it (laughs) but however i still feel like my grasp of the mobile for trivia is pretty strong so i'm gonna consider this uh my best performance of the week because i do not feel confident in this history paper i have to write yeah yeah, Man. No, as soon as you said Scott Harrison, I was like, nah, I lost. Like, how do you remember? Like, <laughs> I genuinely don't know. I just thought of a random game I was watching as a kid. And it's like, oh, that must that might be it. Oh uh, man. Yeah, the, the Alex Cora one was that was tough. That was that was brutal. I mean to be fair, I you knew hate to it see was it. Boone. I knew it was Boone or Cora. So literally, if he had guessed like the other one, then I wouldn't have got Boone it. was literally the other one I was thinking of, and I said the wrong one. You had a it was a one in two chance of Again, getting that. The one in two chances are getting me tonight. That's uh, it was just it was tough, tough all around. I mean, what are you gonna do? But now that I, I had something I, I wanted to to bring up, <laughs> I'm gonna share my screen, and this won't be as funny for uh people listening, obviously, because I can't see my screen. I was doing trivia today, obviously writing questions, and, and I discovered something. Uh Monty's doppelganger. If I can share my screen. That is Nick Johnson. That's also Monty. Wow. <laughs> That's quite literally Monty. That actually looks wow. Wow. That's, That's terrifying. <laughs> I saw that today and I la- I literally I had That's to stop terrifying. writing writing questions. Monty took the hey, if you guys want if you guys want to in the game literally if you guys want to darken your screen and then take a screenshot of me and uh, the <laughs> picture of this, you, you're welcome to. I mean, it, it, I saw that. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> the naps were so bad that coach literally put you in the game. <laughs> hey, he was, he was second in a uh, run score RBIs in 2005. So have a little damn respect. <laughs> boy, Monty. <laughs> Coming off the bench. Oh God. But I was dying laughing when I Hang saw on, that. activating my windows snipping tool right now. yeah we'll do a side by side of that but that does it for today's episode of the half street hot seat uh ck has now aligned himself in second place in the standings ryan obviously first ck second monty would be third tyler fourth and then amanda and allison tied for fifth currently next week we have two new uh contestants once again it will be matt Hollering, that is. A lot of mats with Half Street High Heat. Um, and then, it, oh, so I just got confirmation. He will be going up against Danny. So both of them making their trivia debut. So we will have more records potentially set, whether good or bad. But two debuts nonetheless. The following week, so week six or match six, Trey will be making his debut. Uh, opponent TBD. We will get there uh, 
you know, as we get a little bit closer. And then week seven or match seven, I should say, is the week of Christmas. And we are giving you guys a special gift. It will be Ryan. We are all Shaq taking on Matt Wyrick in the episode that was promised for Christmas in the uh, matchup of the, of the year. So that will be the next uh, three weeks of trivia. So be sure to, you know, stay with us Sunday or, well, I guess not Sunday recording Sunday. So possibly Monday or Tuesday, depending on what news breaks, whatever uh, we'll be back with half street hot or half street high heat. And then next week, like I said, back with the half street hot seat as well. Uh, you guys got anything else? Any final thoughts as we approach this lockout? Sad wow, out, baby. I'm going to be preparing to watch a lot of uh, old clips of Hank Aaron hitting home runs. That's all I know. Yeah, I'm going to be joining some odd Twitter spaces late at night because nothing's going to be <laughs> happening in baseball. I'm going to. I mean, you are already players. doing that. Like, let's be real. Yeah. I think there's no Twitter spaces wrapped like Spotify. Oh god, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to read. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less. You going to study for trivia again? <laughs> All right, that does it. Monty's gone. He dipped. He dipped. It was about time. It took. I guess it was one too many shots at him. But come back on Monday or Tuesday whenever we feel like it, whatever news breaks for Half Street High Heat. We appreciate you guys listening. And in the meantime, oh, well, thank you for to Tyler and CK for coming on. Appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, we'll have to have you guys back on during the off season to, you know, literally talk about whatever you guys want, because there's not going to be anything else to talk about with no, no moves coming on, but appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, appreciate you guys listening at home. And in the meantime, let's go trivia. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team is mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls so that the commentator who has the cause has passed the wall to see you later. Dawn, well, you can see they're running scared Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air Tell the Library of Congress that they might not want to look Cause we're putting curly W's in every book Let's go
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.